Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Now, if you spend any time on social media, then you probably know our guest today. Her name is Caroline Davis. But online, she's Mississippi Queen. And that is with a K. She is from Bay St. Louis. And she has risen to social media fame by occurring more than 1.6 million followers on TikTok. Not to mention she's got several cookbooks published, too. And she's joining us today. Hey, Caroline. Hi. How are you doing today, Rebecca? I'm doing well. Can I call you Caroline or do you prefer Queen? You can call me Caroline. I like that. (laughs) You probably don't get that as often um, anymore with sort of the success of everything with the Mississippi Queen. I want to start there. I know you got started on TikTok. We'll get that. But the handle is everything, right? When you're thinking about your social media accounts, it's the first thing they ask you is like, what is your handle going to be or what is your name going to be? And by this time, so many things are taken and it's hard for folks to get creative. So where did Mississippi Queen, and that's K-W-E, E-N, for those listening, come from? Honestly, so many people ask me that, and I, I genuinely cannot remember where it originally came from. It was like a username that I kind of use every once in a while, and that's what I chose when I joined TikTok, and that's just what stuck. And, and the, the, the way that I spell it was actually taken. I had to put an underscore in my name to get that really? username. Man, there's so creative people out there that have thought of just about anything. Well, it's working for you. So when did you first get on TikTok, Caroline? I joined in November of 2020 just as a consumer. And you did that why? To, like, protect your kids? To watch, Honestly, and I say this all the time, I got on there to see what my teenagers were consuming, and I knew that they were putting out content, so I also wanted to make sure that they were putting out good stuff and you know it wasn't anything mean or unkind so i originally got on tiktok to see what my kids were consuming or i should say spying i said to keep them safe but just that's hard to do but you can totally spy on your kids um, online (laughs) i recommend every parent do it i think that's definitely a good thing caroline okay so it is one of your children you've got four babies of your own so which one said hey mom your content's boring on tiktok if you're going to be there you might as well try to spice it up a little bit and encourage you to do try cooking that would be my teenage daughter. In fact, she is the entire reason that I'm doing what I'm doing today because I made a cooking video, uh, which is what I do on there. I cook and, and do easy cooking tutorials. 
I made a cooking video. She watched it back. She's like, this is great. You have to post it. And I was like, I don't think so. It's really kind of out there. And she made, like, she forced me to post it. And that is where um, all of this began. Do you remember what the recipe was? Yes, it was um, breakfast pizza. And that, that video, I think, is at about 11 million views at this point. Um, it was uh, it went massively viral almost immediately, which is so interesting, Caroline, because there's those listening. I don't think everyone listening to good things or content creators. There's some out there. And then there's obviously those that consume it. And you always wonder, like, what is that special recipe? I mean, I guess if you knew it to, to have something get 11 million views, you would do it over and over again. But could you contribute anything to that, like, first out the gate success? Or is it just I mean, it was obviously entertaining, but luck. I, I think it was a little bit of luck, but I also now, having done it for as long as I've done it, which is nearly two years, it was a lot of, when I started making the recipes, there weren't recipes out there that used the kind of ingredients that I had access to, which was, you know, like Walmart, great value brand, that kind of stuff. You saw ingredients that you just couldn't find. So to be able to put something out there for just the regular person, the regular mom, the regular family, I think that that was really what kept it going because people are like wow you know she's cooking with and they said it too she's cooking with the same kind of stuff that i cook with that i have access to i would completely agree with that you can read i remember when cooking blogs started gosh does anybody even blog anymore caroline it's all now just you know taken i remember though back in my day caroline people got <laughs> famous with their recipe blogs and you would think man i'm not spending 30 bucks on some saffron little something or another that i'm never going to right. sort of use again and so it is very refreshing when you can um have individuals sort of give you recipes with things that are already in your pantry did you freak yeah. out a little bit when the first one went viral did you think you not messed up but like what have I done yes absolutely I almost deleted it several times I just <laughs> I was I I honestly panicked because not most of the comments were very nice and like they loved it but then there was some really like super rude ones and I realized in that moment I was like wow this this is really big like people are going to know who I am now like there's no turning back because with 9 million views even if I don't make another video in my life people my face is out there to that many people which is insane to sort of think about i'll have to confess i'm not on uh tiktok carolina i feel like i, I waste enough of my life on other platforms which you're on those <laughs> um as well but my friends who are addicted to it and i'll love you by the way this is like one of their top five favorite interviews i've ever done you're talking oh, to Mrs. Awesome. i love it i like because they follow you know they follow you on tiktok and but they say that it's cutthroat and it's ruthless it's a little bit more easier to kind of throw a jab i guess in the comment section than maybe on other platforms so i mean I mean, do you continuously just have to talk yourself through that, or do you find that you've kind of started to create your own little um, tribe or community there that kind of takes up for you anyway? I've definitely created a community there that it's kind of it's very very rare now that I will get nasty comments, uh, and that's basically because I I set the tone and continually set the tone that this is not how we're going to act here. And um, I've actually just got done doing the same exact thing over on Facebook because I started a Facebook page as well, and it started the same way where it was really nasty comments. And you just kind of have to set that tone and build your community, and then they basically kind of fizzle out. 
which I think, you know, good for you. Standing your ground, not letting them run you off, because I can get where, even though it's not something where, you know, you're going to run in a corner and cry, which I wouldn't um, ha- uh, shame you for it, because that can be very heart- heartful. I have sh- cried. I'm not going to lie. I have. Some of them are ruthless. I don't even know I had a big forehead until I started <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, so, but, but also not letting them win just by making it easier right. to not be there, right? Because then, um, yeah. so what a great inspiration for others who may keep that being a limiting factor from putting themselves out there is just knowing that other people have found a way to sort of see the light and sort of sift through some of that noise. Um, I know you can't necessarily do this all the time because you get so many comments, but some advice I got early, early on and not, and this was back in blogging, not blogging anymore, but said, have a friend read your comments first and sort of siffer through it for you and prepare you before you go in to just sort of go down the laundry list of what I actually have there. a Facebook manager that does that for me now. Ah, and okay. She will, she'll delete a lot of them for me before I even see them. Um, there's no use so yeah, in it. There's no, it, ignorance is bliss sometimes, Caroline, when it comes to. Yeah. I agree. I agree. When it comes to that, for sure. You've got some other, though, things that just set you apart and make you special with your videos with Mississippi Queen. Again, that's K-W-E-E-N for those listening. Is I love that, number one, you're just honest. Like, this this is a fake. You just... You just own, like, this is not a real cooking video, even though it is. But you kind of set yourself up for, like, hey, I know I'm not taking this seriously. You shouldn't either. But then you also cook like we do at home. You taste your food. You get a little cheese out the bag. when you're Nobody puts shredded cheese back in the refrigerator without taking a little taste. Was that <laughs> intentional or was that just you being you and then folks caught on to that? It it wasn't intentional. It was just something that I have always done. I did it with my kids. I was like, let me taste. Like, I would give them food and be like, I wanted a bite. So I would say, I'm going to taste test this for poison so that I can have a bite. And I'd be like, it's good. And I just did it in a video one time, and it caught on. And now if I don't do it in a video, they definitely let me know, like, hey, you forgot to taste test the cheese for poison or something, whatever is in the video. But it just caught on. I did it one time, and it caught on, and I just, it was, I made it part of my cooking show. Well, you definitely, you know, you treat things differently when you're cooking for yourself or for a small family. Definitely you have different kind of rules and standards if you're going for a bigger crowd or you're in a commercial kitchen. Absolutely, you would hold yourself to maybe higher standards but how many moms have licked the spoon eat the cheese you know done like sort right. of the like the little things i mean it's just it's real life and it's super um sort of relatable just your love too of cheese and garlic where did your love of garlic come from uh i i don't know i'm a t- i just love garlic i will try to put garlic in anything and i have put it in stuff that it probably does not belong in actually it absolutely does not belong in something um, but I just love garlic. Any way I can have it, I'm going to find a way to have it. Well, Caroline, you've also got uh, several cookbooks out published, so we're going to get to that and more with Mississippi Queen, Carolyn Davis, coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. You've got your Good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can find us on the Supertalk Mississippi app, streaming live there every day, always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And of course, you can find us on Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. We are continuing our conversation with Mississippi Queen Carolyn Davis. That's K W E E N. If you're on social media, then you know exactly who I am talking about. But if you don't, by any stretch of the imagination, have heard of her yet, and you need some good cooking tips or recipes in your life, then go and follow her because she is putting those out on the daily and also has her three published cookbooks. So, Caroline, you know, how far into this um, madness on social media were you until a publisher came and said, hey, girl, you need a cookbook? Um, So I really started cooking um, like January. That was the first time I put that video out, the one that went viral. And by the end of March, I had somebody in my inbox asking to do a cookbook. And that's the publisher that I'm with now. That's crazy. Did you wrap your mind around that? Like, was it, you're nuts? Or how do I do this? Or seize the day? Or, like, what What did you think? <laughs> I, was, I honestly, when you, become, when you blow up like that, you start getting a lot of stuff in your inbox where people mm-hmm. want you to promote their products. And it's crazy. Like, it's just the craziest stuff. And all of them were no, so I see this email come through, and I'm like, it's just another one. So just on a whim, I just sent a message back, a one-line message that said, yes, let's do this, thinking it wasn't going to go anywhere. And then that's, it ended up a Zoom call the next week, and before I knew it, I was writing a cookbook. So it's one thing to put, like, your cooking videos out of you making your recipes and then, you know, I guess putting the recipes out. But it's another thing to, like, put it in a cookbook where you feel like it has to be perfect so people can sort of replicate it. I know you don't want to put out false recipes on your videos either. I get that. But it feels like there may be a little more wiggle room, just a a dash here and a splash there and, you know, add extra cheese. Did you feel that pressure of being able to translate, you know, what you do in your home for your family and for videos to, like, Hey, paper's very finite. Yes, it was a much different experience. I was, I was so, I was, I was stressed with all three of the cookbooks because you know when you put a video out, there's, I'm always very careful to make sure that they get the exact instructions and how I cook it and what temperature and all that. And then there's also the comment section where they can ask questions and then they can email me and ask questions. So there's different ways for them to connect with me when I put a video out and if they have questions. But when I'm putting a book out, there's not a way for them. It's just they are written, so they have to follow those instructions. They're not watching it. So I was very stressed to make sure that, you know, the recipe was easy to read, easy to follow, um, even on paper. So where do you get your bank of recipes, Caroline? Prior to your um, height here on social media, I mean, were you just always cooking for your family? Did you have like a bank of recipes that were passed down by your, you know, mom or grandma, or or you are like a Pinterest queen to begin with and sort of trying new things? So my recipes they come from all over. The recipes in my book, so in my books, those are my personal recipes. And I've been cooking for probably about 20 years. So I have, you know, hundreds of recipes that I've tried. They're family recipes. They're from friends, just all kinds of different stuff. And then when I joined social media, I found out it was, like, really fun to feature other creators that were making recipes like I was. 
making their recipes as well. So my recipes come from my own um, that are my personal recipes and families, but then also from other social media creators. Um, I see them make it, and so then I make their recipe as well. So in the beginning, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. And now I would say like two and a half years into it, you're grateful for it, but it's become more of like a job. You're an entrepreneur. This is something you have, you know, obviously taken advantage of, which you should have as an opportunity for you to, you know, better provide for your family and have these opportunities. So how do you look at it now to two or two and a half years into it than you did at the first in terms of putting out videos or sort of putting out content? So I still look at it very much the same because when I first, started doing it and I realized that I was going to gain a following that it was going somewhere I immediately said to myself I want this to be a community kind of like a recipe swap so when I post a video if you don't like an ingredient in a recipe you can go to my comment section and see all the suggestions because they get in there and make suggestions so in my mind I said I want to build this as a community and then it quickly turned into something where I realized that I would be able to make money from it. Now, I still have a regular job, but this one has also turned into a full it, – it's a job. Like, and I'll say that over and over again. Um, so nothing's really changed in the way that I do it except that I make money. I still very much treat it as if it is a community of people that can come together and just figure out what's for dinner which I think so many of us um, need help with. Is it hard, like, continuing to use kind of like, and I say the more, I don't say simple ingredients, but they are simple and there's nothing wrong with that, staple ingredients that people have in their pantries? Do you feel like you run out of creativity? Or do you feel like really there's endless opportunities with just the things folks get from their, you know, local groceries that's not fancy-schmancy? I, I do feel like that there are endless opportunities. I can tell you I've probably seen pork chops cooked 40 different ways at this point. In my life, and then when I think that that's it, we're at the end of the road with and simple ingredients. Like I, I think that's true. Like there really are. It's just simple ingredients, and that's totally okay. But when I think like we've hit the end, like this is it. There's no other way that we can make a casserole. I'm always surprised. Like there's some other new recipe out, or there's something. And I'll tell you, I was filming this week because I film ahead of time now. Um, and my kids brought up two recipes that I used to make that I totally forgot. They're like ten from like ten years ago. So I don't think that it will ever, sometimes I think it will, but at this point, like, I just don't think that there's any way that we'll run out of options for, for the ingredients that we have access to. Well, Martha Stewart's still going, so she's decades, uh, you know, ahead of, ahead of you in terms of recipes. So you got plenty of time and plenty of recipes to make. You mentioned your kids though. How, what, what have they thought about this weird rise of mom? I mean, at first, mom got on social media to, let's say, let's call it is, stalk them and make sure they were being kind and not getting into trouble. And now she's taken over. Like, mom is Mississippi queen. How do they feel about that? They actually, they love it. Like, I, sometimes they'll tell me stuff, you know, like a teacher will recognize them or a kid will say to them at school, like, I saw your mom's video. And, like, immediately, like, alarm bells go off in my head because I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, I didn't mean for that to happen. Like, I, and they're like, no, we love it. Like, they think it's just the coolest. They think it's the coolest thing ever. Do you get surprised when you get noticed outside? Because, you know, you feel like you're in this little box, which is in people's hands, which is the phone. But you may forget that, like, there are people who are also in your right. community. <laughs> so is it, was it strange when you were first getting recognized from your, your TikTok videos? Yes, it was. It was so strange for me because I'm a. I know people see me on social media, and I'm you know I'm boisterous and I'm loud, 
And but that I'm in my I'm in my comfort zone, and I'm like that around like my friends and family, people who I'm comfortable with. But in reality, I am actually like very reserved. I have bad social anxiety, and like while I love people, it takes me a little bit to warm up because I'm just you know so awkward. So when people strangers, you know, to, to them I wasn't a stranger; they knew who I was, but I didn't know who they were. When they started coming up to me in public and, you know, introducing, like, hey, I watch you on social media, it was mind-blowing to me because I was, I mean, I was nobody before this. And then now people recognize me and know who I am and come to say hello and ask for pictures. It, it's, it's still crazy to me. Even to this day, I still get so surprised when somebody recognizes me. Well, you also take the time, though, to Caroline, which a lot of content creators don't and they overlook. It's like spending time responding to fan emails or responding to comments. I mean, that alone is a full-time job. Um, did you make that a very intentional per, uh, decision in the beginning that you would let like be accessible to those that were coming to your pages? Yes, 100%. That was where, where I talked earlier about building a community that was very intentional and it's still intentional to this day. And it's not only because I want to build a community, but it's because I legitimately enjoy speaking to everybody. I love getting emails and talking back and forth. And while I can't continue the conversation for a long time, I always love responding, love meeting people that way and talking and communicating in the comments. So yes, it was very intentional and something I still love to do to this day. Well, and those are the ones that are going to show up for you, too, whenever you get the nasty um, comments or the trolls. And it's, it's so sad that some of that is just auto-generated. It's not even really a, a normal person on the other side just to stir up trouble. Um, but I'm so happy to see that you've sort of stuck through it. You've also, though, utilized this platform not just for, you know, cooking videos and not just for, you know, the fun of it, but you're also giving back to your community, which I think is so important and makes it such a good thing. So I want to get to the Amazon uh, Christmas wish list, and I also want to get to some of the other things as we're, we're coming up against a hard break, Caroline. So can you hang with us for a few more minutes? Yes. All righty. We've got more coming up next with Mississippi's Queen. That's K-W-E-E-N on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. That's Miss Caroline Davis coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And where down we go? Welcome back. 
back to good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've got the Supertalk Mississippi app, which we hope you have downloaded on your smartphone, you can stream us there from anywhere. And you can also find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget that Supertalk TV also, where you can catch us on your computer or your mobile device. You can catch our guest, Caroline Davis, the Mississippi Queen, on any social media platform. That's Facebook, Instagram, but more likely over on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Caroline, I, I got you a new one. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> you can tell I'm not I'm not a TikToker uh, for sure. But are you on X also, if that formerly known as Twitter or any other place that I've missed? Um, I just recently got on YouTube actually this week. Okay, so that's a new adventure. What will how will that be the same versus different from how people see you or know you on TikTok? So on TikTok, my niche is um, cooking, but I also post some cleaning content on there. Um, but some people get really irritated because I don't post my recipes. So, so I have decided that my YouTube is going to be what I post on my other socials, but it's going to be longer form recipe content and then also longer form cleaning content. And then I own a business managing and cleaning Airbnbs, so I'm going to have stuff on there about that as well. Okay, so kind of like expanding your brand, just putting everything sort of in sort of one place. Hey, you're, again, it goes back to, I think, the first wonderful, mis- uh, not mistake, but um, it was like a lucky mistake that you made is the Mississippi Queen, right? Because that gives you the opportunity to be a domestic diva in all kinds of capacities. It's not just yes. just sort of the cooking. And again, for those listening, it's Queen K-W-E-E-N um, is where you can find her. Okay, so I want to ask, though, about the videos because you mentioned this is a full-time job. For those out there who are probably coming out of car, car rider line or um, going into it with their kids who think that they're going to get famous on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the next platform is, tell us how much effort it goes into making content that people actually want to continue to see. It is nonstop. If, if people are wanting to get into social media and they see people doing social media, I know a lot of people kind of have this misconception that we just make a video, throw it up on the Internet, and that's it. But there's so much more to it, the um, editing for one. And then as a, con- a cooking content creator, I have to plan the meals ahead. I have to plan schedules to make sure I have time to make those meals, get them filmed, get it edited. And then that doesn't include stuff such as um, making filler content, like content in between your other you know, regular niche. Mine's cooking, so, but I make other content in between. And then answering con- uh, uh, comments and emails and having four different social media platforms and making sure that you're giving attention to your followers across all those platforms, it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than I ever realized. I had no idea what went into it until I was actually in it myself. So if, you, if, if somebody is listening and thinking to themselves that they want to get into it, just be prepared that it does – it becomes – it can become all-consuming if you allow it to become all-consuming. Right. And then also just know it's not that easy sort of, you know, you may get famous overnight, kind of like you did, Caroline, with your breakfast pizza, but then to stay there or to sort of develop it out, it takes a lot of intentional effort, and you actually have to enjoy what you're doing. But you also, I think, the fact that you're giving back is one thing that probably keeps you going. So when did the Amazon list start for students at South Hancock Elementary School? So last year was our second year. We started it um, actually in 2022. I had originally reached out to another organization here locally, and I kind of think they probably thought I was crazy. So after three phone calls to them, I gave up. And I was like, i got to find a different avenue because I had this idea 
Um, because I, at one point, had to use uh, programs to get Christmas gifts for my children, like Angel Tree, and I had um, so, uh, church provide Christmas for us one year, and I was like, I have this huge platform, and there's no reason for, have me, for me to have a platform this large if I'm not going to use it for good. So at that point, I said, well, let me reach out to the counselor at my children's school, and it was an immediate yes for her. She's like, this is amazing. Let's do it. And um, so the first year, we put a wish list up, an Amazon wish list. I told my followers about it, and they bought it out within two or three minutes. And we just kept refilling it and um, ended up helping 191 families and ended up with something like 3,600 packages that came in from Amazon the first year that we did it. That's incredible. And you've done other wish lists since then or, or have them in the works, correct? Yes, that's correct. I did a, um, we have here locally, we have it's the King's Kitchen. Uh, they serve lunch Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they're fully, uh, they are fully run by donations. So I reached out to them. Well, actually, at first, Camellia Beans, who I absolutely love, um, reached out to me and asked me what, what my price would be to make a video for them. And I said, hey, I have this crazy idea. Instead of you paying me to make a video, um, I'll, I'll make you a video if you will, in exchange, do a donation to the King's Kitchen. And then um, at the same time that that was happening, I said, well, let's go ahead and do a, uh Amazon wish list for hygiene products as well. So um, Camellia Beans, I made them a video, documented the whole thing for my social media, and Camellia Beans ended up donating 300 pounds of beans, sausage, rice, and then the whole entire wish list was bought out. It was like uh, deodorant, peanut butter, diapers, spices, you name it. It was it was there, and they bought it out. So I did that back um, last summer, and it was, it was fantastic. It went really well. Well, I hope you get more opportunities co- to continue to partner and do things like that, especially there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I did see a post, though, on your Facebook uh, page, Mississippi Queen, where you share that you spent dozens of hours as a library volunteer in high school at the Gulfport, Mississippi Library. And now you have your own cookbooks on the shelf there at the Hancock County Li- or within the Hancock County Library System. Is that just a really cool moment? Yes, I'm actually like tearing up because you're talking about it because they asked me for books. So I stopped by the library um, and gave them books. And I, I assumed that the lady wanted the books for herself, which I'm always down for. Um, I had no idea that they were going to catalog them and put them on the shelves. So um, when that, po- that post that I shared, that was when I learned of it, that I knew right then. That, that was when I found out when everybody else found out as well. Uh, that my books were going to be on the shelf. And I was like, in my mind, I was just so amazed. I was like, I've come full circle. Like, I just, I can't believe that this is real life for me right now. Well, it is, and you should own the moment. You've earned it, Caroline. You've definitely been putting in the work for, you know, obviously your recipes and your cookbooks, but also it just feels like, again, you're just being yourself. You're just being your authentic self, and people are definitely connecting with it. Other than getting it from the library, which is great, you should support your local library if you want to check out um, one of the cookbooks. But if we'd like to purchase one, Caroline, that would also do you some good. Um, where can we find your cookbooks? So you can find them on my website. It's Mississippi Queen. That's spelled. I love the way you said it because you've been saying it. K W E E N. Um, it's MississippiQueen.com. That's where you can find all of my cookbooks. I actually have. Um, three out right now, three total cookbooks. And a lot of people ask me what the best one is, what's the best one to start with. And my special edition is actually the best one. Um, it has 63 recipes. 34 of those are dinner. 
34. The, do you have a favorite recipe that's in, in that one or in one of them? Um, oh God, my favorite, re- well, my favorite recipe is in my first cookbook, which is my shrimp alfredo. That's my favorite thing to eat. And my favorite recipe, I've tweaked it over the years to where it is now. Um, but my newest cookbook, oh God, that's a hard question. Um, I would say the, um, tortilla, the tortilla bake that I do in the crock pot. I love that one. That's one of my favorites because the toppings for it, um, and I put topping suggestions in the book. They're like endless. So I love that meal. Have your kids ever gotten one of your recipes and said, nah, mom, uh-uh, this isn't bussin'? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and I have four kids, and, and they all have different opinions. Two of them could absolutely love it, and the other ones could just be like, never again. Don't ever make this again. So I never know from time to time. It's I have maybe 20 that everybody agrees on, and I love those. Um, but, no, yeah, they tell me all the time, no, this isn't it. <laughs> so. Do you thank them, or have you done it once and sort of allowed them to have their glory that, you know, they were right by encouraging you, Caroline, to cook online? Or, you know, do you constantly, or do they they constantly remind you, Mom, you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for us? Oh, they remind me. They (laughs) my daughter especially, and she'll be, like, so loud about it, too. You remember the time that I made you post that video? And uh, which I love. I think it's the greatest thing ever. No, they they remind me all the time, especially my daughter. Well, if you ever want to embarrass them, just do a whole cooking video of using their terminology to describe your food and all of the sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, that would that would actually probably be a viral video if I did that. It would be crazy. <laughs> I have an eleven year old, and that is my husband and I's favorite thing to do. Is just out of nowhere start talking to her like she talks to her friends, <laughs> and it's like it's mortifying, and it's the best. Yes. And I've seen some of those videos come around. So if you're if you're slow on content, if you can make it through it without laughing, Caroline, I would give you like two thumbs up for that. But congratulations to all your success. Folks can find you everywhere at Mississippi Queen. Again, that's K-W-E-E-N for Queen. Girl, just keep riding it and working hard, and we'll catch up soon. All right. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate it. All righty. You guys stick with us, though. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Again, if you've got that app, you can stream us there. We are always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can always find us, too, on Supertalk TV. That's on your computer or your mobile device. And make sure you're tuning in tomorrow because starting tomorrow, Supertalk Mississippi is going to give you a chance to win some tickets to a concert that's almost impossible to get. Who do you think it is? 
We'll have more details on the concert and how you can win. You can text. I want to know who do you think it is. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Rhino and I are not under the ability to tell you whether you're right or wrong. I'm just curious to see who you think the next ticket giveaway will be for. And while that's going on, you can also keep up with everything happening in the presidential primaries. You can go over to supertalk.fm/elections. You'll get a full breakdown of state by state results, delegate uh, counts, and more. So that is supertalk.fm/elections. And if you're looking to give back and do some good, then don't forget we are still at an all-time low when it comes to our blood supply here in Mississippi. So Mississippi Blood Services is in desperate need for pretty much all the types. So negative, O positive, B positive, uh, B negative. Don't be negative, but if you have B negative blood, A negative, and if you are A positive or AB positive, they want you to donate to platelets. You can find out more on msblood.com or 601-368-2673. I always think of Bruce Almighty whenever we talk about the the need for AB negative and AB positive because Bruce was IB positive. I'd be positive they ain't sticking me with no needles. So that, I yes, that is one way. Uh, <laughs> I know what my blood type is, is B positive, because I remember being told that. And some of you may not know what your blood type is. I think it's something you should know. I just know from giving birth, they find out everything about you before you give birth, and then they tell you all this information. Um, <laughs> they're like, if we know it, you should know it if you're going to bring in you know, a child into this world. And so and I always just remembered it, like, be positive. You're, you're having a baby. Be positive. And so <laughs> it's funny the way you sort of utilize things um, to remember things, uh, whatever it may be, uh, different ways you learn or whatever um, that, that sort of come to mind. But joking with the Mississippi Queen, Rhino, talking about uh, using kids slang against them. Did your parents ever try to use the hip words of the 80s and 90s to not embarrass you, but to embarrass you? Uh, not in the same way. That it was. Uh it was more of questioning what in the world it meant because there was a bit of a scuffle at school and I told my dad, the guy got up in my face. And my dad stopped and looked at me and he goes, got up in your face. Did he get in your nose? <laughs> did he get in your mouth? What part of your face did he get in? Just pointing out the silliness of slang. And it is. And I think every generation has it. When you become a parent, you... Then you hear it and you think that's so dumb, but then you got to remember that you had the same weird things that you said or, you know, that phased out. I don't know if any of it still. None of what we said was anywhere near as weird as what they're saying now. I've try- been trying to remember what are things that we did say in the 90s? Like what was some of this? I mean, that's family friendly. Obviously, but like my 11 year old got all that in a bag of chips, all that in a bag of chips. Okay, she got in the car yesterday and she's like, man, mom, today was vibing. And I was like, oh, what vibration? Like, what are we vibing about? She's like, it was a good day, which I'm so glad that it was a good day. Um, And then they'll use things like and I know that there's all like levels to it some's not a pro or whatever but bussin is a good one like even uh took her little friend and her to swim the other day and had snacks and her little friend said miss rebecca is a bussin snack and it's like <laughs> where does this 
stuff even come from? So I try to flip it around on it her. It comes from TikTok. It come, well, you know, I don't know. Or who, or I guess, I don't know who comes up with it and then everyone decides that that's just what we're going to say or that's just the, um, how we're going to say it. But that's adolescent and pre-adolescent culture. You have a tiny little group, whether it be locally or social media influencers that are looked up to in some way, and they're the trendsetter. It's what they wear, everybody else wants to wear. What they say, everybody else wants to say, because they're, that's the age where you really, you're, you're trying to find who you are and find your individuality, while at the same time trying not to stick out and gain too much attention because mm-hmm. you're still insecure and you're unsure and you don't want the attention, but you do. And it's it's madness. Well, I am sure if you want the attention from your children, find some of their code words or their slang, not the good ones, and just drop it. Not the bad ones. Not the bad ones. Yes, not yet. <laughs> it's opposite day. <laughs> it's backwards day, actually. Just drop it into your conversation at the dinner table and watch their eyes just go no, you shouldn't be allowed to say those things. It's the best. It's the best ever. All right, stick with us. You got more up next. You got the boys with sports talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Home for a Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.